Good morning, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode number 52 of the RDO podcast. I'm here sharing my RDO, which was my uh, very well-needed RDO this week. It's been a big week with my brother, Alex Von Cannell. And of course, I am your other co-host, Jason Von Cannell. Mm. How are you this morning, Alex? How's your week been? I had... I've had a very busy week. Uh, a good week, a productive week. But this morning, I want to start off this morning. I was, I was a little bit late this mm-hmm. morning. Um, and one of the worst... <laughs> I had a situation where my exit routine out of the apartment right. was upset and was almost catastrophic. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So I live in an apartment and we have a lift that takes you down to the basement where my car's parked. So everything's good. Walk out. I have a man bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. I walk out. I jump in the lift. The lift stinks. Right. And it's never it's never smelled like this before. So can you describe the smell to us? It was like B.O. Mm-hmm. times a thousand. So a hobo slept in your lift? Well, I feel like it was worse. Okay. It was disgusting. Right. And, I, and, and yesterday, no problem. So I don't know if something spilled in there or if Maybe homeless people like- had an orgy... Or maybe there's like a dead possum on the top of the elevator or something. It was disgusting. So that kind of threw me off a bit. I'm looking around, like, I'm sitting there going, like, what is this? You're like, is it me? (laughs) No, definitely not me, because I check. So as I go down, the door opens. I step out, and I'm... Please tell me there's someone else at the door that then thinks that smell is you. (laughs) And I'm kind of trying to have two doors open at the same time to let the lift air out mm. so I've got a foot back through the door and then on my right hand side there is the door to get into the car park right. you need the key for that door okay. so I pull the key out of my pocket I put it in and I, I and you shouldn't do this but I turn the lock and I pull with the key yeah yeah, yeah. okay because I'm, I'm my other hand's got my bag in it yeah anyway Essential. the key flies out slides across the ground and I thought disappeared down the elevator shaft. <laughs> and I'm there going, oh no. So now I'm holding it open. This smell is so, so pounding my face. So this key's a standalone key or is it attached no, to your other key? This key's got my buzzer to get out of the, the, the <laughs> my car out of the basement. Yeah. It's got my house key and it's got my letterbox key on it. Okay. And, and this the smell is still pounding my face. <laughs> and I'm starting to sweat now. And I've got my phone on with the light trying to look down there and I can't see anything and I'm like even if I could see it now I get it yeah. it's like a meter maybe just over a meter down and there's stuff down there <laughs> like I, this has happened before so this is down the elevator shaft this is down the elevator shaft yeah so you're not going to just send the elevator back up and then chance it and jump in there yourself oh, no because it's only a three story building <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it no doesn't time. give you much leeway time and yeah, something that comes yeah, back down yeah no that thought did not even cross my mind I'm not getting inside an elevator shaft ever ever if you were if you were whiter you would no dude <laughs> that's I... like the start of every horror movie in... I don't even do it in video games there's the ability to do it in like Call of Duty hmm. which is a good segue uh, uh, and the first time I did it I died and I'm mm. like, oh my god, now shut up, they're dangerous. Oh, so that's why you didn't go down today, because in the previous experience that you died yeah, yeah, the first yeah, time yeah, you yeah. hit it. Yeah, yeah, so, fair enough. Anyway, Makes sense. then I'm looking around, I'm like, maybe it's not down there. 
and then sure enough, it's tucked hard up against the. It, it bounced off the. It bounced off the right hand side of the door and slid all the way to the left hand side in the crevice there, mm-hmm. like two centimeters away from the crack. Yeah. Well. So lucky. So lucky. Now, I was going to segue into <laughs> Call of Duty, but I want to yeah. just say something first. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people were nice enough to reach out because I had spoken about I had not felt mentally mm-hmm. healthy. Uh, and I just want to give people an update. I feel great. Cool. I feel great. And what? so the, there was two things that I did. Mm-hmm. Sorry, three things. I made sure I went to the gym the three times that I'm booked in to go. Yep. So I did, did three. I went off coffee for about eight days. Mm-hmm. Are you back on it now? Yeah, yeah. And I, I was getting the same vision pains that I have when I don't have enough vitamin B. Ah. And then I looked at my supplements thing, I'm like, ooh, I haven't touched that for a while. Which vitamin B does support energy production as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for, for those new people, I, I am allergic to vitamin B. Mm. It gives me pimples. Like, I was going to say, like, even this morning, your skin probably has never looked better. Yeah. And I, so I thought, okay, I'll just remove vitamin B from my diet and I'll be, I'll be fine. But then I started to get like sore behind the eyeballs, mm. and I kept on thinking my my glasses prescription was out. I'm like, yeah. oh, I need to go get a new prescription. And then I started to get fatigued, and you know, falling asleep at two o'clock in the afternoon, mm. and and headaches all the time. Mm-hmm. So I've realised as long as I as long as I supplement, but not if I don't pound it, not every day, yeah. like every second day or something, have vitamin B, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So I started taking the vitamin, and I do take it every day. Last week, and uh, sorry, the week before, and way yeah. better. Oh, <clears throat> night and day, mm. night and day. So, mm. no, it's awesome, really good to hear. Check your levels, <laughs> you know, under, you mm. got to understand, you got to understand your levels. So. I think it's also important too to uh, when you go through these periods to so take a step back and think, What am I doing differently? Because mm. do, I think it's, yeah, oftentimes it's not the most obvious thing that might be causing the issue. Mm. Um, I guess when you put it into like some sort of medical term or, or whatever, like it might be the a question of, you know, people who get like, oh, I've got a sore, sore lower back and they think that there's something wrong with their lower back, but it might be you've got tight hamstrings or something like that. So mm. it's, yeah, it could be some other mechanism that's happening. So take a step back and sort of reassess on, on and change, what's going like- on change something and then log the results. Yeah, do like a fair test. So change yeah. one thing at a time, see if it makes a difference and then go back and change the next yeah. thing. And so I don't think it was the coffee. I think it was more the B, but it's good to it's good to uh, get off because it is a very addictive sub, uh, substance. Caffeine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I get this headache. So, because I, I take a week off caffeine every sort of, maybe once a year, mm-hmm. twice a year. And I get this really unique headache, mm. which is right at the very top, top of my head. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were yeah, talking yeah. about it the other day. So, yeah, it was good, good to be off it. It makes the first taste uh, sip of coffee after that absolutely delicious. Mm. So, but thanks for everyone that uh, that checked in, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 back to my normal self, usual peppy steppy yeah, self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, it's really good, man. It's really good to hear. So, and thank you to the community for reaching yeah. out because obviously it's uh it's a really nice thing that we're building here. So yeah. we appreciate it. So I wanted this week to talk about, and and I don't think mainstream has really spoken about it. I know it's very much on social media because it's 
uh, it's a tech based thing, but mm. I've the, I've watched like zero news this week. Yeah, neither have I. On purpose it's been, as well. It's been really good. Yeah. Blizzard Activision. Okay, Blizzard Activision is a game uh, developer creator. Mm-hmm. They used to be standalone companies that since merged. Mm-hmm. And just for a bit of backstory, game these gaming companies are insanely massive. Yeah. I'm talking like Activision makes Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty makes a billion dollars revenue in six months, mm. right? This is the kind, like, these companies are worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. The, they're called, like, a triple-A gaming studio, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're in a situation where their work culture is so toxic that the state of California is suing them. Mm. They are suing them for... Sexual discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, they are suing them for. Uh, it was breach of their gender equality, like in regards to pay rules as yeah. well. Yeah, So some disgusting things happen, and I'll give you some examples. There were there was a culture where it was a boys' club, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a guy that was in uh, who ran a team, mm-hmm. and he was allowed to hire and fire who who he wanted. Mm-hmm. So he'd hire a guy and a girl. The guy would all, all of a sudden become a bro. Mm. There was a case where the, 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 there was two workers, a guy and a girl, in marketing. Mm-hmm. The girl did twice as many marketing campaigns as the guy, generated more revenue than the guy, and they both started at the same time. She got passed over for promotion, and he got it. Then there was others... Um, just, just as a note on that... That's. I've seen, have you not seen that happen a million times before? The, the, let me spray them all out there because it's, yeah, there's, a, there's a pattern. I, I've had a look at some of the summer stuff. There's definitely a pattern, but yeah. just on that particular note, I thought the, it was. Then there is then there is a case where uh, these pe- these guys are getting promoted, employing women, and making them do all the work while they just sit and play video games. So there's this real. You know, bro behavior. Lots of alcohol consumption at work. Hmm. Okay, people coming in hungover the next day, achieving nothing, mm-hmm. and then putting all the uh, all the work capacity on female underlings. I'd mm-hmm. say, like like uh, subordinates. Yeah. And the worst case was a the sexual harassment was so rife that a female employee committed suicide mm. on a work trip. And the, the her boss that had taken her out there had things like butt plugs and 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 other sort of sex accoutrement to do things with her. She committed committed suicide. Fuck. Man. So it is disgusting. Yeah. It is disgusting. Yeah. Now the state, the way Activision's going about this court case, or this the, uh, this um, yeah this court uh, impending court case, is they're basically attacking. You never told us that anything was wrong even though they had been investigating them for two years and they had said things before. Mm. And they've clapped back, like, uh, basically blaming the state. You never told us that we did anything wrong, we had no idea, and this is just an attack on us. And Like, they've gone full attack mode and never, ever, ever once acknowledged the bad things that they've done. It's, it's straight out of the I'm being sued playbook, though, isn't it? Is it though? 
Tell me, tell me any other entity that has been sued by a government entity that has just copped to it straight away without going on... Like, the best defence is a good offence when it comes to the law. Well, it appears to be these days, anyway. I, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'd, I'd say, for example, like, all, all the Australian banks that do all that naughty stuff, they'll just write a cheque and, and... Well, they're writing cheques now, but think back to when they, like, just pre... the Like, we had a banking royal commission because they weren't just copying the stuff. Like, we actually... The government had to look into them that harshly, and they covered up heaps of stuff at the beginning. For sure, but they weren't attacking the government. No, no, that, this obviously sounds a yeah. little bit different, but uh, I don't think it's... I, I, like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's unexpected for a company to try to go on the offence and blame someone else when they're being sued, yeah, regardless of what the, what the subject matter is. Well, I think the fallout's going to be pretty bad, and I don't know what a shareholder would think. Did I, you I say don't... fallout on purpose? So people can go and play a Bethesda game instead. Oh, you said Bethesda, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that that's what's going around Twitter now, is they want people to uninstall Call of Duty, mm. uninstall, what's the other big thing that they've got? Oh, World of Warcraft. War is Warcraft. Blizzard, yeah. Diablo. Yeah, so I really hope this doesn't affect the release of Diablo 4, because so that's, that's a problem. So the reason why I want to bring it up is Jason and I are both act like massive Activision consumers. Well, I'm not Activision, I'm Blizzard. Or Blizzard, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, but it's not cool. Now, I'm in no way, like, like, like please recognise, I am in no way defending what's happening mm -hmm. here. I just want to rationalise some of the stuff. Mm. So, the alcohol and stuff at work. There, I think in the tech community being progressive and giving people flexible working hours, that party atmosphere. And, you know, um, uh, Richard Branson has run businesses like that before where mm. everyone's really happy and it's a really cohesive team and, yeah. and you can, it, you, it's, it's like, it's not like work. Yeah. I can see where you'd think that might be a good idea to mm. do that, but have obviously let it get, out of control like, what's happening all the time like parliament house yeah like <laughs> in australia that they, they're allowed to drink at work because i think um even like id software that created some of the you know really started what a triple a game studio did mm. they had a culture like a party culture yeah as well so, that was obviously back at the beginning i don't think you would have a female in those environments at all no 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 now the other thing i wanted to say too is in the sort of the the, you know, the Me Too movement mm. has has highlighted a lot of the bad things that happened to women in the workforce, mm -hmm. and a lot of say celebrities or athletes or you know certain big business mm -hmm. has been relatively held to account. It's not held to account, but actually they've been put on notice. Put on notice. Yeah. That's a bit, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and I wonder if. This demographic of, of gamers, they're nerds, right? Let, mm -hmm. Let's let's be real. They they are nerds, and the the jocks I would call a celebrity or a you know maybe a, a, a um, sports star. Sports star mm. is a jock. The jocks have have had their um, have had their touch up. Mm -hmm. I feel like I wonder if this is the first time that nerds have really been in the position of power that they've had to be part of a billion dollar mm. organization, and. They haven't adjusted yet. Like, is it is is it an example 
all mm. that. Is it complete and utter mismanagement? Yes. Yeah. Right. You you can't let that stuff happen in in any organisation. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't get too pissed here, <laughs> and I work by myself. No, yeah. But like, if if I had people over, you need to. I, I need to be aware. Okay, if we are going to have a drink at work. I don't. I want to make sure the person that's having a drink with me is not going to jump in their car and drive away. Yeah, that's right. Like I'm conscious of that kind of stuff on an absolutely macro scale. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. Uh, so if you're running a company, but obviously you could you could have a drink and then catch an Uber home. Yeah, but as long as we're talking about that, and as long as one of you know, if someone left here and and they jumped in their car, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm aware of yeah of that. And stuff. and obviously with this situation, it doesn't sound like the the issue is getting too drunk and hurting yourself by driving. It sounds like. People getting drunk and making bad decisions within the workplace yeah, is, is the issue. But it, but also a, a culture where it looks like the guys can get away with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the guys are, are putting themselves in the power seat. Mm-hmm. The guys are, are, are being promoted on, you know, how much of a bro you are compared to what your output is or what your... Um, now, Which I, I don't think is different it, to anywhere else. In a lot of cases. Yeah, but I think we're trying to say that we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, from a from a business owner's perspective, because I've, I've been in that same position myself, in my opinion, in, in the past in my own career, where I felt like the production that I was doing was at a far higher level than what someone else's was that was either brought in or, or promoted above me. And then when you really think about it from a business person's perspective, it's like, okay, well, if you've got someone who's really producing in a particular area, why move them? So if you yeah. can if you can leave them there to keep getting you stellar results, would you not want to leave them there to get stellar results? Yeah, but if you... It's, you've obviously only really thought about the business and you haven't thought about that that resource. Which I think is very common. For, yeah, yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. And it, it, it maybe it, it just doesn't... Ha- if it, that was the only thing, it wouldn't be a problem. But and also so many other things that are true, and and you got to think too. These are massive corporations. Mm. I don't know. I, well, sorry. I, I know I've I've worked in small businesses. And I've worked in large corporations mm. myself. I know in a small business, it's much easier for the decision makers to have a personal relationship with everyone and know what everyone's doing on a day to day basis and know who the superstars are and know who the people who need to pick up the game are. Mm. I think in a massive corporation, you might have a, I don't know how it works at Blizzard Activision, but you might have a situation where it's the decision makers are either a HR crew who are offsite or, you know, the senior managers, senior leaders are offsite and then they just look at the numbers. They don't know the people themselves and, yeah, you know, yeah. they don't know, like, I, and this is probably a little bit negative, but I'd say every, the majority of the, of the places that I've worked in my career have been poor when it comes to taking into consideration people's uh, own personal goals and their own personal, like, total worth to a company. Yeah. So in a, in a utopian world, we would not do that. We would go, okay, I want to sit every, every single person down. We'd have reviews every three months to make sure we're on the right track. We know where you're trying to go in your career. What's yeah. your plan? What's our plan to get you there? How are we going to get someone to come in and, and take over from you and be able to give us the same, if not better, stellar results that you're already giving us as you move up the chain? That would be fantastic. I don't see it happening in a lot of places. I've got some friends that work at some really, really good organizations mm. um, who do these types of things, but they're few and far between. Yeah, I would say the ones that are being recognised for the work that they do are on the smaller side of business than the bigger side. I know one large company, which will remain unnamed, which does an extremely good job yeah. of it. 
But apart from that, I've not really seen a whole lot of good news. Like we spoke about last week, Amazon's got an algorithm that will fire you automatically after three years because it knows that you're at your capacity of mm. what you can offer offer the business. Yeah, because so. Jeff Bezos' opinion is that uh, people on the whole are lazy and they will do the minimum amount of work to get what they want. So, yeah, they, they automatically will fire people after three years because they know that that's the period where they've probably gotten the maximal effort out of those people without promoting them. Mm. And then you just get rid of them and you bring some other people in. There's yeah. also the, obviously all their stories now about uh, Amazon firing people by an app on their phone too. So if you are a delivery driver and they've got uh, unsustainable times that they're allowed to deliver an object and actually put the object together now and get back to the depot and people just being fired by a, a text message yeah. on their phone now. But getting back to the, the Blizzard Activision thing, um, I watched something by uh, Jordan Peterson a few months ago, and I'll, I'll, this is completely paraphrasing, but it's sort of an interesting point. And he, part of his point, like, gender dynamics in a workplace have always been a tricky thing mm-hmm. in the sh- relatively short period of t- human existence where it's actually been around. Because mm. women have really only been in the workplace for 40, 50 years. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. And out of that time, women have probably only had opportunities to climb the ladder in organizations for maybe 30 years. Maybe probably not even. Probably not even. Yeah. Not 20 it's, it's probably closer to 20. Yeah. So in, in human existence, this is, this is a relatively uh, new phenomenon. Mm. And I think that so many people and places and organizations are still trying to figure it out. Because, so if we just talk about like sexual harassment, and this is a probably an unpopular thing to say, but sexual harassment can quite often be completely subjective. And what I, what I mean by that is you might have two male staff members who say the exact same comment to a female staff member, but based on how attracted that female staff member is to either of those male staff members, she could have a completely different response to the same comment from two different people. So... What Jordan Peterson was talking about this thing was one of the issues we've got in workplaces is we've never really set the rules on what is okay and what's not because it's really hard. So he was talking about things like, okay, so it's really simple to say no one should be uh, talking to each other in a sexual manner at work. Mm. So does that include flirting? Okay, where do you draw the line on flirting? Is What's a flirty comment? What's not a flirty comment? Is, is telling someone a knock-knock joke to elicit a, a laugh, is that flirting like like yeah it's really hard to draw the lines now obviously this blizzard activision stuff sounds like it's polar like well in the in the wrong direction of of toxicity but when you actually try to boil it down it it becomes really difficult and i think when you've got human beings in a in a in an area together every single day it's you know i think sometimes and if you throw alcohol into the mix too people's inhibitions drop down and people can make bad decisions. That, that is one big lesson in this Activision thing is that that is always going to cause problems. Mm. You can't have a, a heavy drinking culture. Yeah. I'm all for, like, you know, we're of European <laughs> heritage. It's, yeah, it's, we love a drink. It's a, it's a normal thing to have a, one glass of alcohol for lunch. Yeah. Uh, even if you're at work. But, but getting smashed and having... Yeah, you know, parties. Yeah, and alcoholism 
has never been a great thing for creativity either. Oh, that's debatable. I can't think of any examples of real... Like, like musicians. Obviously a lot of it's drug related, but a lot of it's alcohol related too. Yeah. yeah I think, I think the, the biggest thing with alcohol is that it does lower inhibitions. So when it comes to creativity, I think a lot of creative people are afraid to put things out there because of how it's going to be perceived. Whereas if you're, if you're drunk, it lowers those inhibitions mm. and then you put stuff out there. Maybe you even put more gusto into something. Like, to give an example, singing karaoke. Like, I'm a average singer, but when, I've, when I'm on the terps, I'll sing my heart out at karaoke. Yeah. Whereas if I was dead sober, probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I think when I'm drunk too, oftentimes because you put more energy and more, more effort into it, it probably is a better performance overall. It's than, not. <laughs> having seen it. It sounds like it to me. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's my argument, you know, is that, and especially in a big, in a big company where you are, look, there are creatives involved in the creation of a, a video game, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's a lot of menial coding, yeah. uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff where you need to be switched on. And, like, we joke all the time, like, the guys that play Call of Duty, there is some really, really dumb stuff that happens in, in that game. And now we, we question, okay, is that because... Were they drunk at work? Were they drunk at work? Yeah, wow. Well, were they drunk at work? Is that why they need a patch that's mm. 40 gig? Yeah. To change two guns, you know? Uh, uh, where, where you know, they would introduce... They'll introduce something and, and it's so bugged that it breaks the game. Yeah. You know, I'm asking, I'm, I'm thinking all these things now, which I wouldn't have thought of mm. uh, if I had not known that information. So you shouldn't bring your company to distribute. Yeah, that's an interesting anyway. point. Because uh, this then goes much further in that it... I think, you know, gamers... We Gamers have always known that stuff needs to be patched. Like, because mm. obviously you've got... Deadlines to release things. You've got investors you're trying to keep happy. You've got your your fans that you've set a release date for something. So sometimes you just got to get it out there. Like what was that other game which was an absolute abortion? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Was everyone drunk on Cyberpunk? You know, like, and the problem is, in in the past, I I think before any of this sort of alcohol culture or anything has even been spoken about. I think everyone largely in those industries was given a pass when you'd miss a deadline or when you, you know, you just, they, they request more funding, more, uh, more time. And, and most of the time the game is like, I don't know if it, like, I just want the game. I yeah. just want the game. Just do what you need to do. Give me the game. Now, investors are going to be having the same thoughts in your head. Okay. Well, should I be investing money in this company mm-hmm. now that, that has a drinking problem? Uh, will, if I'm a massive investment toxic. firm, is it, does it, does it expose my firm to, you know, yeah, negative, associated yeah, negative social yeah. backlash if I'm investing heavily in a company that is misogynist against women? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tough. <clears throat> and look, from what I can see, I, I want it to hurt. Mm. I want it to hurt them because they, they need, you can't, you can't do that. No. And sorry, there's no reason to do it like that. There is no, there is no good reason why you should treat women like that. There is no good reason why you should have a toxic, and and uh, and drunken working culture. Just, just to throw it out there too, though, I I want to focus less on the alcohol thing because I'm sure that a, a lot of this anti-female behaviours happen when people are dead sober, oh, and yeah. I don't want people to use alcohol as an excuse yeah, either. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because that that excuse has happened. 
since alcohol drinking began. Oh, I was drunk. I didn't know what I was doing. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't excuse these sorts of behaviours. Yeah. So, yeah, like, look, it's... It is something that needs to be spoken about. Obviously, it's it's interesting in that you made an interesting point where it's kind of like maybe this is an industry that because it's never really had a large female presence in it, maybe they're ten years behind, yeah, or fifteen years That's behind. What I feel like there's a lag. Yeah, and like they learn today. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 going to be very costly because, like you said, like two of their games. So you got Activision side, which is Call of Duty, huge game, massive yeah. profits. And you've got the Blizzard side, which is World of Warcraft. Huge game, massive profits. Mm. Now, it'll be interesting to see whether the user bases care enough to really have, like, it'll probably be an interesting indictment on society to see uh, how many people actually do switch off and how many people just continue to consume the product. Well, I'll tell you what my stance is. Mm-hmm. So, I was <coughs> playing Call of Duty last night. Yeah. But when Battlefield comes out next month... Yeah, you'll switch to Battlefield. I'll switch to Battlefield. Are you gonna, who's, who, which company runs Battlefield? Oh, uh, far out. Because maybe you should do your own research into that company too. No, it's <laughs> different. They might be worse. It's different. No, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, you don't even know, right? Maybe, maybe I know. should, but, you know. And in fairness to me, the only Blizzard game I actively play now is Diablo 2, which was released 20 years ago. So there would have been no one woman in the workplace back then. So but isn't that a problem? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is probably half the issue, you yeah. know. And it's 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 tough, right? Because like a lot of these, a lot of these social things we're trying to navigate at the moment, a lot of them just they go back to basic human biology. A lot of them, and that's why it's it's funny. Like we we you keep having the same stuff repeat over and over and over and over and over again. And you're you're right. It's like so you've got an industry which is which has never really been hugely experienced to a female uh, exposed, sorry, to a female workforce. Suddenly gets female workforce, and then suddenly there's issues. Mm. And you might have had people working in these companies for 15, 20 years because mm. that's their passion, right? And yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 just an interesting part of human behaviour for me. The only biological thing that I pull out of it in in this case is men worrying about their standing and doing whatever it takes to keep themselves above. That's the way I see, like, this kind of misogynist behaviour. But that that would also be... I mean, that, that's happened forever as well, but I don't think that that's typically an anti-female thing. I think the typical man who's worried about the status is going to compete with the men and the women. And so maybe there's that bro culture where you've got an alpha dog or a higher level manager who's like, I'm going to keep these bros around me. They are going to be at a lower level, but if I keep them around, yeah. that's that secures my position in the pantheon. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily think that is an anti-female thing. Yeah, I think pr- that's just a competitive... Yeah. It, it would probably happen if it was all one gender anyway. The sex are created yeah. sects. Well, I mean, yeah, if you, if you go to one of those companies with no women in it, there's still a hierarchy. And, yeah. that, and that hierarchy will... I mean, we, we adhere to it. Like, I've been watching uh, The Australian Survivor uh, the last couple of weeks, and it's really interesting how even on the first day, you saw people in both the tribes who had designated themselves as the leaders, mm. and people followed them. So they get voted out early, don't they, usually? So, uh, usually, yeah. Some of them do, some of them don't. Uh, but it's interesting because even knowing that what type of social game that game is, 
they still think it's the right way to go. Oh, yes. I, but that, I think that's a neural pathway thing. That's yeah. the way they would always do it. Yeah. And it takes someone that's really smart, and a lot of the winners... A lot of the winners... Fly under the radar for... Yeah. yeah for sure. You don't even, you're not even a blip yep. for, like, until, you know, after the 50% mark, and then you start mm. making a bit of an impact, and usually it's your, the rats win. Mm. Usually the ones making the side deals and, yeah. and not leading from the front. Usually they're the people promoting people to the front to let mm. the head be lopped off. Yeah. I do find that very, very which, interesting. Which is fairly similar to society, isn't it? Well, no, but what's different about society, I would say corporate society, is... No, that's interesting, right? I feel like if, if people were smart enough to let that stuff happen, we would be better than the current status where we it's almost like the two crabs in a bucket mm. thing like we're, we're more about pulling each other down than actually propping no 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 but, but consider this who are we pulling down everyone Mm-mm. we're pulling down the people who are those who are the ones who put themselves out there in the public eye to be pulled down yeah we're not pulling down the people that we don't hear about because we don't hear about them. So it's the same as that survivor type thing. So you've got you've got pivotal figures. So we've spoken about a million times whenever we... Uh, oh, okay, let, let's look at like Australia probably is a, for a good example. Gladys Berejiklian's get belted in the media at the moment. She was put up as the gold standard of COVID response last year. And then now obviously Sydney's having all these issues. So everyone's pulling down Gladys because she had been put up there on this, on this pedestal, right? But... She's a public figure who's out there to be pulled down. Whereas I'm sure there's, there's many people involved in politics, involved in large-scale corporations, involved in high-level sport, who aren't actually putting themselves up to be some sort of figurehead that you... They're, they're not a target. They're just operating in the background. Yeah, but are they winning? That's So in this, the good thing about that show mm. is that there's a clear winner out well, of that. I think a lot of them are. I mean... Uh, Maybe they win in longevity. Well, a, a, a good long. example, uh, you've seen the movie Vice, haven't you? Mm. About Dick Cheney. It's probably a good example. So George W. Bush was the figurehead. Everyone mm. wanted to belt George Bush and Dick Cheney was pulling all the strings in the background. Yeah. And he won with his involvement with the company Halliburton and rebuilding all the homes that they were destroying overseas. Mm. He won. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of those guys, I think, who, who are playing the survivor game the best, who yeah. are in the background, who are not public figureheads. We don't even know who to pull down because we're too busy trying to call out some of the, the smaller fish. Yeah, yeah, that's a good you point. Know? That is a good point. It is a bit like that. Mm. But look, it's, yeah, I guess getting back to, to the whole Blizzard Activision story, I think that it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens out of it. Uh, I feel for women in general at the moment because obviously you had the Me Too movement and that that did cause a lot of friction. It's caused a lot of change, a lot of social change, which I think on the most part has been positive. Mm-hmm. I think it's caused some negatives, but so does everything. You know, no, no social change is going to go without resistance, resistance yeah. right? Uh, but I feel to a degree that we're sort of moving past it already. It's like women have fought so hard for like equality of, you know, workplaces and etc. Mm. etc. Et and you know, now now we've moved into the next phase already, which is obviously the trans phase. So you look at what happened at the Olympics and you've got that New Zealand 
lady who won the gold medal in the weightlifting. Did that happen? Oh, that happened, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that happened yeah. this week. So a, a, a trans male to female, uh, Laurel Hubbard, I think is her name, just won gold. 35 years as a man. Yeah, and was a competitive weightlifter as a man who never won anything. And now, I mean, I think, I think has, I'm not sure, don't quote me on whether or not um, they've undergone a full operation or anything like that. Mm. But regardless of that fact, you still got somebody who spent 30 years as a biological male competing against women in, in a weightlifting event who's then gone on to win gold medal. Mm. Uh, like, it's, and, and, and it's, it's unpopular to say that that's not okay. Yeah, I don't know how women are blowing up like that. Because, because it's unpopular to say that that's yeah. not okay. It's the end of female sport, isn't it? Well, yeah, like, potentially. And it's, you know, it, it's, really, it's really unfair. It is really unfair. I, I had not thought about it the way that you'd said it, but yeah, we have kind of glossed over it in a way. That yeah. two things only been a couple of years and then... And, and where does it stop? Like, so we've, we've already got... I mean, like, I was thinking about this during the week because obviously the Olympics is on, we've been watching a lot of it. The Olympics is already very segregated. We segregate people by country. Mm-hmm. We segregate people by weight class in weightlifting, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we segregate people uh, into heats, and then we make them all compete. It's it's a very, you know, we we've got we've got the Olympics and we've got the Special Olympics. So we're segregating people by capability. Mm-hmm. So. Where does it stop? What's the next thing? Can someone identify as disabled and go and compete in the Paralympics mm. and take out a gold medal? And will you be will you be shouted down from the roof, rooftops by saying that that's not fair? So I'm beginning... I, I had lunch with a friend who is so disconnected. He watches no news. He spends no time on social media. Mm-hmm. And he had no idea that any of this stuff was happening. Mm. And I envy him. Yeah. Because in a way that not having to partake in... Mm, in, in the hysteria. That's the <clears> best <throat> word for it. Mm. Is, a, is, a, is the nicer place to be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's tricky. I, I don't have a solution to it. I, uh, I think, well, like I said, I hated the Olympics until Bruce McAvaney told me not to. <laughs> and, um, I haven't watched any. I actually haven't watched any. I've watched bits and pieces. I don't, I don't, I don't watch all the traditional stuff that Aussies watch, which is the swimming where we do really well. Like we are doing really well overall. I think we, I can't remember if we won any additional yesterday, but I know we were up to like eight gold medals. Yeah. The women are cleaning up, right? Yeah. They're doing really well. Um, for now. (laughs) Let's see next Olympics. Right. If, if the, the, uh, male to females start dominating. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting because, like, the, the girls are going great. I think we've already equaled our gold medal tally from Rio and the London Olympics, so we are doing yeah. pretty well. Um, obviously, it's it's just sad for me to watch a lot of the stuff. Like, I'm watching Olympic-level athletes compete with no crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the, and, and you know... In, the, in sports, there's two types of people. There's people that thrive off, off a crowd and there's people that it scares them. Yeah. So, obviously, there's going to be, you know... Some, some, some benefit, some... Yeah. yeah, yeah, some sort of effect out of that stuff. I saw a funny meme mm. that was like, 
you were saying not winning skateboarding is just crazy to me. And then someone said, that's what happens when you send um, skateboarders that aren't stoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, that's, that's a whole whole other thing, isn't it? That, that lady that got rubbed out who was a gold medal chance for testing positive for marijuana, which we've spoken about, which she knew was against the rules. But then you go, okay, well... Is weed more performance enhancing than being a biological male for thirty years? <laughs> oh yeah. In a weightlifting car? I don't I don't know. And look it's so Do they sure like is there testosterone like are there other levels that you could check to see whether you're in because I'm almost of the the opinion that let's just find the metric that truly pits the same people versus the same people. Mm-hmm. Gender like maybe Maybe that has nothing to do with it. Maybe it's purely body composition. And you had it in body composition. That, no, that's why I watch the MMA. It's the most inclusive, like gender inclusive sport on the planet. Because you've got men, women in their weight classes. So you're a, I'm a biological male competing against a biological male in the same weight class as me. So it's going to come down to who is more skillful and who wants it more mm. as to who's going to win. It's, it's a meritocracy at, at the highest level. Mm. Because you're not, you're not having situations where you've got a 120-kilo bloke fighting a 50-kilo bloke. Mm. You know, like it's... And, to UFC's credit, they've done... They've got women paid... Heaps. Fast. Yeah, 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 much faster. Yeah. And putting and on not the same, just, not same just, stage. Yeah, and, and, and main eventing a lot, yeah. of, a, a lot of events too. So, like, I, I found it... I mean, you even look at Channel 7's coverage of a lot of this stuff... It, so I'm a massive basketball fan. So every Boomers game has been televised. The first game of the Opals, I only caught the last like five minutes of it on the normal broadcasts. So they're, they're going to, you know, Channel 7's going to televise the next Boomers game. I don't know if they'll televise yeah. the next Opals game. Um, and it might just be down to teams which they think are potentially going to have more success. But the Opals have medaled in the Olympics before and the Boomers never have. So you would assume... The Boomers never medaled. Yeah, we've never medaled in a major competition. We, we should have uh, at the last World Championships, but we kept our two worst games for the semifinals and then the bronze medal playoff. I thought it was always America, Lithuania, Australia. Well, we're ranked third in the world, yeah. but we've never medaled at a major competition. Yeah, and the worst thing, too, is uh, we look really... really well... We looked good. Uh, we didn't look great in our last game, but we still pulled out a win against Italy. But uh, Aaron Baines, who's our big man centre who can hit threes, just injured himself. Injured himself during a game and then apparently slipped in the bathroom out of worse, so he's out for the rest of the oh. tournament. So that, that could really hurt us. Why do I feel like naked slips are worse than clothed ones? Because you know that if it's really bad, they'll be lying on the floor, <laughs> nude, moist, and screaming for help. It's like the most vulnerable position you can find yeah. someone in. Yeah. I do think about that sometimes. Like, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty careful person. And I, like, I'll do little... Like, if I'm in, if I'm in a shower that I don't know, mm. like at someone else's shower, a hotel shower, whatever... Yeah. I do like a little skid test. Oh yeah like, yeah. like when it's wet, I'm like, I need to know how much grip's here. Same with the motorbike. If it, mm. if it's raining and I'll get out of the motorbike, I like to do a little burnout just to see how much grip's on the mm-hmm. on, on the bitumen at yeah. the time. So like it's I've got a mental note of of how far I can go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an active showerer. I'm a pretty passive showerer. <laughs> it's not like I'm doing Not doing the running man like yeah, yeah, the shower. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not lunging in the yeah. shower. But it's you just need to know. And like those bath ones are the worst, you know, the inch, 
in bath showers. Mm. We've got a proper bath you have to step into. And it's usually on a tilt as well. Too. Of course it's on a tilt. Yeah. T- and it's got a curved, all the same colour, mm. you know, you know, entrance to it. So, yeah. And if you're in a hotel too, you have had a couple of drinks, usually before you, you know, yeah. you're going in. And you've got to be careful of these things. I, I'm 105 kilos. If I hit the deck, yeah, you it's got a, hurt. Yeah, it's a lot of weight going down. <laughs> I, I run those sorts of scenarios all the time. I think I've spoken about before how I've got this crackhead theory that every time I run a scenario on my head there's an alternate universe that's created where that scenario actually plays out yeah. but I'm constantly running calculations on uh, what could be the worst case scenario and how am I going to avoid that in this particular scenario funny you say that so Tasha and I went on Thursday night she bought tickets and also, oh, I kept calling it a pantomime because she didn't tell me what it was Right. but it was basically an interactive horror Experience. Oh, okay. So, so we, interactive horror experience. So we rock up at this place. That's what we need at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a drink, and they've got this big warehouse, mm-hmm. and they break it, break you off into teams, and then there's like this ghoulish-looking person who does this little monologue, and there aren't any ghouls in here, yeah. only farts. <laughs> yeah. And then um, that South Park reference for anyone who's wondering, yeah, like season one South yeah, Park, yeah. Yeah, which is twenty five years old. <laughs> so, which is a show that's never been cancelled. We go, yeah, yeah, they are the the kings. So they, uh, you go into we went into these rooms and they would do this performance, like like there was a nurse that was doing um, embalming. You didn't see any of the embalming, but they, they got us in there and she did this whole thing and, and she pulls people out of the crowd. And Tasha got separated straight away. Mm. Like, we didn't even make it to the first room mm-hmm. together. She got taken away. And um, But what I found was funny is because I didn't know we are going to go to scare, a scary thing. Mm-hmm. I scare easy. I don't like scary stuff. I don't like horror movies. But you know it's going to be scary. I, I, I knew once I got there, yeah. but I had no idea what it was prior. Right. So I had no time to mentally think about it. But what I found funny is that there was a couple of guys like in, in, in our group, and we looked at things different. The guy's head scanning all mm. the time. There was we, we went into like this hospital bit, and there's all these, like it looks like an insane asylum. Mm. And I'm kicking under the... I'm kicking under the beds to make sure there's no one under there that, that can scare me. <laughs> yeah, oh, so you're, you're attempting to assault people at a performance to protect so they don't scare so you. So I don't shit myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Um, it was actually really good. It was, it, it was, um, it was really... Uh, Something different. Yeah, cool. and, then, and then you could move freely wherever you want and there was mm. people performing the whole time. Like the, those people coming through the hallways, you know... And, and they'd go into a room and you just follow them in, in there and they'd do this big other big monologue and mm. um, yeah it was, it was it was good that's pretty cool it, it sort of reminds me of you've been to Dracula's on the Gold Coast before haven't yeah. you so the big cabaret sort of yeah. show and I like it at the end how so you've got the ghost train that you take into there and then they like try to scare people on the ghost train yeah. and then at the end of the show they put up the the footage yeah. of people and you get to watch people get scared and it's really I, I, again, human behaviour, I, I just find it fascinating. So it's really interesting to see the people who completely flip out because some of them are the people you just wouldn't expect at all, right? And then some of the people who are just like, I know exactly what this is, they're going to try to scare me, so I just don't care because they're not... They don't have that... That, that fight or flight response hasn't even kicked in. So, so it's just it, like... Pfft, when me and my mate Nugget went to America for our 30th mm. and we went to uh, all the theme parks, mm-hmm. Six Flags... 
and every ride's got that same thing, takes a photo. Him, completely deadpan. Mm. No expression on his face. Mm-hmm. Me, horrified. <laughs> horrified. I just can't. I can't. I don't like being scared. Yeah, okay. I don't like being scared. Yep. And I do not respond well to... <laughs> I I, uh, I definitely show my um my fear. Yeah. So what do you do when it, you try to mitigate the risk? Yeah. And that's well, why you kick underneath the <laughs> the beds. Yeah, that's that's what that's what life is about, right? It's about mitigating risk. Mm-hmm. I remember when um so when Amanda and I went to America a few years ago, we went to Tokyo Disney, and one of the best. I don't. It wasn't a ride. It was an experience. I guess was the Walking Dead exhibit, mm. and. They do a great job of setting the the mood and it's got the dim lighting and mm. right when you first sort of walk in, there's like the, the it's like a hospital setting and there's like the doors which sort of open and like arms come out of it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and Amanda hates being scared too. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not like I don't watch horror movies or slasher movies or anything like that. Unless it's something like Alien vs. Predator, which is horror, but it's more of like a sci-fi geek type thing. Which yeah, I'm into. I don't put them, I don't classify them as the same. Which actually, I think there's a new Predator movie coming out soon. Get out. Uh, about the, I think it's going to be about the first Predator that ever visited Earth. Ooh. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting. I wonder who. So, will... so are we assuming? Oh yeah, because well, hold on. What early reference in the Predator movies was there to an earlier Predator than the Schwarzenegger one? Well, there, there's. I mean, there's in the latest. I think it was the latest Predator movie where they went to like Antarctica. There's all the hieroglyphs in That's the... That's not the latest one. That's like five ago. One of, that whatever. was the first Alien vs. Predator. No, the second one. Okay. The previous one, the last one that went was... Oh, that's when they got a... Was it the Predator's Homeworld? No, it was somewhere else. No, 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 no. Oh, hold on. You're talking AVP? Because yeah. Because the last Predator movie was the one where they the, there's the, the kid that's got um, autism. And he's trying to get because they want to. And there's a, the like a mega predator, like a really big one. Oh, trying to get yeah. This autistic kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because... So for some reason in my head, the last real predator movie movie for me before Ali vs Predator had Danny Glover in it. That was number two. <laughs> it's going back a while. Yeah, and that was 1989. Yeah, but <laughs> they've got all the. No, it wasn't. I think I think Predator One was released in '94. No, '80, '86. Was it? I'm sure you've got your phone. You check that. Check that. Because, yeah, that was when, um, I love that movie. Predator 1 is an amazing movie. I'm sure it's 80s. I'm sure Predator 1 is, if I had to guess, I'd say it's 88, and then I think number 2 is like 89. Uh, Predator 1 release date, oh, 87. 87, yeah. And then Predator 2, and that's the worst one. Yeah, that's terrible. 1990. Okay, yeah, yeah. Great films, but they well so, crap films, but they I I like. Oh, it's one of the coolest characters that like as far as yeah. creating a character and, and a, a world, concept. and especially bl- like blending the two, like the Alien vs Predator, I love. Uh, but there is the references to the fact that obviously the predators have visited uh, Earth over millennia mm-hmm. as like a it's like a rite of passage type thing, isn't it? Well, it's game hunting. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's so like a, a young boy predator comes over here wins the game and becomes a man. It's like a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Predator mitzvah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That would be cool. <laughs> Remind me of um, that line from the other guys. Like, 
yeah, and then I like had to shoot my way out. But what are you going to do? Bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Same thing. Now, I'm going to put this out here just so it holds me accountable. I'm going to do... <clears throat> so, um, for those of you who don't know, if you watch Jason's uh, Not Just a Tip show on, mm-hmm. our, on, on, on our channel, mm-hmm. I'm going to do one, a one-off one, just about getting started in finance. Mm-hmm. So I've actually drafted it all. It's ready to go. I've done one. Uh, I've done one that I wasn't really happy with, but... So I'll, I'll probably put it out next week. Cool. I'll get it done next week. So yes. Alex is going to tell you guys how to get started investing and how to create an income, which you can then come and lose with me on not just yeah, a tip yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. It's been rough. Mine's more going to be about, so because I want people to kind of learn from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I just do a bit of a timeline of my experience mm-hmm. and then just some like key takeaways out of it and just where to get started. That's, yeah. that's what it's going to be. I haven't thought of the name. If you've got any cool names for it, uh, I'll put it, put it in the in the comments and um, as soon as it's out we'll we'll, we'll push it out yep. I'm yep. hoping it should be next week it's yep. sitting there ready to go I just need to film it yeah cool and I, I think that'll be some really really good information for people because I have an old myself the hardest thing about investing is getting is knowing where to start mm. and knowing what, what to do The uh, and it might be all well and good to know okay I want to start investing well how do I do it yeah 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 um, so that'll be awesome now speaking of uh not just the tip, just to give myself a little bit of a plug as well. So not just the tip, I've decided I'm going to launch them Wednesdays at 12 p.m. So you can spend lunchtime with me, your lunch break. They're only 25, 30 minute podcasts uh, where I'm basically talking about sports that matter to me. So I'm talking about, I, I love basketball, I love the UFC, I love NRL. Uh, I, I'm watching a lot of the Olympic stuff at the moment too, just various uh, sports but also, I want to shout out some of the people who have been getting back to me with what sports they're watching. Um, so, uh, Duncan, for, for example, is getting me pumped up about all the Olympic weightlifting stuff because he's super into it. So, that sharing of sports is one of the things that I really enjoy about sports is being able to share it with other people. So Maybe start a group. Maybe start a, on, on some platform mm-hmm. where... People can put the stuff that they want up on there. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we can we can probably start it off in the comments on on each episode. So I think yeah, Wednesday after Wednesdays at about midday, because at least that way things like the NRL teams are all announced on Tuesday night, so you can see who's in, who's out. Mm. Uh, it has enough time between obviously whatever's happened over the weekend for me to uh, break down and digest and what's coming in the new weekend that I'll be looking at. Uh, it is a little little bit of fun, so. Yeah, thanks everyone who's joined me so far and anyone else who wants to get involved. It is not just the tip because I'm going to give you tips, but not just that. So mm. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed doing it so far. Yeah, too. and and I think the name's apt because everyone that would have followed your tips has been shafted. Well, <laughs> and fortunately, the viewership's not, the, not that high yet. So <laughs> um, maybe some of those will be forgiven, but the West Tigers just had an absolute bed shit last night and have spoiled my speculator of the week too, which is very, very disappointing. So you got a team that was a massive favourite to beat the Warriors. They were up 10-0 at halftime and ended up getting done. So very, very disappointing. Doesn't help that their best attacking player got a broken ankle in the first two minutes. Mm. That's, why, that's why I just don't like the idea that someone else makes the odds for you in betting. That's why it'd be yeah. so great if there was a way to bet. Yeah, you know, that, is, like that is true. I really hope someone comes up with that. Mm. But... Uh, 
it is also the reason why there is value in betting. So, for example, one of the other... One of the, one of, it wasn't like one of my locks or anything. One of the things I spoke about on uh, the episode this week was... So, the Roosters were playing uh, the Eels on, on Thursday night. And the Eels were favourites. They were like paying $1.50 or something like that. Roosters were paying $2.65. And I said that based on everything that I had seen, the Roosters looked like really, really good value. And they ended up winning 28-0. Mm. So you can 2.65x your money on those sorts of situations. I think I saw a stat uh, during the week where a gambler's... There was an economist that had put together and a gambler... Uh, nets at the end of a year mm-hmm. minus 15%. Which gambler? Oh, general. On all, sorry, like the average, mm-hmm. the average net result mm-hmm. at the end of the year is minus 15%. Well, at this point in time, I'd love to net minus 15%. <laughs> <laughs> but the big wins will come soon because yeah. you've got to be in it to win it. You've got to be in it to win it. You do have to be in it to win it. 100%. Or, that's the secret to life. Invest be in it, it and win every time you want to win slow or win fast <laughs> but no I'm really looking forward to you coming out with that show um, again yeah, put names in the comments put some names in the comments uh, I've already suggested see my invest as a reference to Mr. Burns' see another my invest another 25 reference <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pitch this to people that aren't even that old like yeah. this, this I feel like this is well look if, if you well, are, we need to be putting this on TikTok then. If you are 35 years old, if you're 35 years old, but you haven't invested yet, use it. If you're 20 years old, like this is even better. If you're 20 years old and you're watching this show, you like this is going to put you light years ahead. Hmm. Light years ahead. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Cool. So, so let's leave it on that note. Thank you very much for joining us. See you next audio.